Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM and McKenny Hockey. I'm Mike Stevens. This is the future first female gym in NHL history. Rachel Dory. Rachel, how you doing? I'm good, Mikey. I'm excited. We got three hockey games today. I'm fired up. How are you? Three, you know, incredibly uh, do or die games, I think, for all three teams here. It's the second round of the playoffs. It is awesome. Let's get started. Let's start with the marquee game on the on the schedule today. For some reason on a Sunday at 6.30 p.m., but regardless, doesn't matter. It's Toronto and Florida. Florida up 2-0 in the series. The, the series shifts back to Sunrise. Um, lots of stuff going in here. Let's start with, I guess, Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, being the stories of story of the series so far. Yeah, he's really ramped it up. Uh, he came in midway through the first round and played really well. Um, and he's kind of not looked back since he's looked like ten million dollars Sergey Bobrovsky. And he's saved like game two. He saved two and a half goals above expected. Um, so the Leafs should have had two more goals than they did. Um, so he's kind of keeping them in. Um, the other thing that we probably should point out is that he has this propensity to go on these runs and then crash back down to earth. So it's kind of a matter of can the Leafs sort of manage this run of play from him? Can they find a way to break through? Yeah, you are sort of, I guess, sort like just waiting in stasis or waiting in, in, uh, in anticipation to see whether or not the good Sergei Borowski or the bad one will show up uh, on any given night. Now, as much as it, it it is a shame that this has to be a storyline, especially when it comes to betting, um, but the referees, uh, the NHL officiating has reached a point where the referees now have to factor into whether or not you're going to bet on games. And we have arguably, you know, the biggest offender of that in Wes McCauley uh, being on, on the the call or being uh, sort of on the crew tonight. Uh, last time Wes, Wes McCauley was behind the, well, the Leafs are 0-8 um, in playoff games with Wes, with Wes McCauley uh, as, as their ref. Um, and at the same time, uh, he gives more power plays per game to uh, pretty much any other, or he gives more power plays per game than any other ref. Um, lots of lots of things going in here, specifically his impact on the home teams. Yeah, so I think one of the things, obviously, the Leafs are 0-8 in the playoffs. Um, it's not great, but he at least does call penalties. Clearly, he calls the most penalties out of any officials, so that, like that's a positive. But home teams are 1-5 this year with Wes McCauley refing, and the only team to win was the Devils in Game 7 against the Rangers. Uh, up until then, the teams had been 0-5, and, and so that's something to keep an eye out for. Um, away teams get 55% of the power plays um, this sort of playoffs, and so that's something to keep an eye on. Another thing to keep an eye on is luck. So we just talked about Sergei Bobrovsky. Obviously, officiating plays a factor in that, but Florida's riding a PDO of 105 to Toronto's 94, I know it's a small sample size in two games, but that is going to balance out at some point. You're not going to have that go over a stretch of a series, or you shouldn't because you shouldn't be getting that unlucky and another team shouldn't be getting that lucky. Um, Because it's been a very even series in terms of scoring chances, expected goals. It's pretty much like 
in line with each other. And so you would think the series is probably closer to a one, one series and Sergei Bobrovsky has been the difference. Absolutely. Um, all right. Let's talk about though, some players that are struggling uh, specifically on the Leafs, even though they play, you know, when, when you look at the expected goals, when you look at the possession and, and everything, you know, the Leafs are, they are, I guess you would say outplaying the, the, uh, the Panthers in this series, but man, like they're just not getting the bounces going their way. Um, But a lot of that is attributed to the fact that, you know, the Tavares line that is now going to be without uh, uh, Matthew Nyes, um, uh, you know, because he's bounced back and forth between that line and whatnot. uh, They just haven't been playing good enough. They haven't been, uh, I guess, sort of generating enough high danger chances. Talk more about, I guess, sort of the, the, the Leafs and who is struggling to pick up the slack here. Yeah, so the top line with Matthews and Marner has been fantastic. Um, They're generating a ton. But the Tavares line and the O'Reilly line has been getting vastly outplayed. They're not generating enough high-danger chances. They're not getting to the middle of the ice often enough. Etu Lusterreinen is somehow dominating his matchups, um, which when you're going up against the likes of O'Reilly and Tavares just should not happen. And so they need to get better. The pair of Mark Giordano and Timothy Lilligren has struggled massively, and that is attributed to the fact that they have played a lot of their time with the Tavares and O'Reilly lines, and they're struggling as well. Now, defending in front of the net, obviously Mark Giordano has had some trouble. Timothy Lilligren has had some trouble in the past. They really need to pick up the slack there because Florida is dominating at the net front right now, and that's something where if the Leafs are going to rebound, they need to be better at their own net front. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, the move, uh, I guess, sort of going on here to, to you know, to round it up in a betting sense. Um, what are you taking over, under, money line? Let's, let's dive into some of these numbers. Yeah, I'm going to lean the over in this game. I mean, you're looking at two teams who are high octane and we like you said we don't know which Sergei Bobrovsky we're getting um, and we're already with the good Bobrovsky we're already at five goals so to me I lean the over in this game I also lean Toronto money line both teams had an identical record Florida at home was 23-13-5 Toronto on the road 23-13-5 um, but I do think Toronto finds its way here as a for player props Nylander's been shooting the puck a lot. It hasn't been going in, but he's generating. So over three and a half shots. Brandon Montour has probably been the best defenseman in this series. Over two and a half shots for him. Matthew Kachuk is Matthew Kachuk. He's one of the most consistent players. Similar to Austin Matthews. I'm taking both of them to go over on their shot props tonight. Fantastic. All right, let's move on to Carolina and the New Jersey Devils. Uh, basically, and this is this is starting to seem a little eerie, eerily similar uh, to the series that the Devils just managed to get out of in, in seven games in that their opponent has completely run the show in the first two games, um, just absolutely getting getting demolished. But what is going to happen here? Yeah, so I think we need to kind of get out there that Carolina is not the Rangers. Yeah. The Rangers are Igor Shishterkin and whoever can score in front of him. Carolina is basically the exact opposite. They get like decent goaltending, but they are so deep that it is in it's insane. The expected goals percentages through two games, 56-44 in favor of the Canes. They are absolutely running the show, but... Similar to Florida, they're also getting extraordinarily lucky. They have a PDO of 111 right now, and the Devils have one of 88. Neither of those things is sustainable. However, in a series where Carolina is the better team, I at least right now, I would expect that to correct probably closer to towards like 104 to maybe like 95, 96. 
Carolina has the goaltending advantage. They have better shooters. They're owning the net front, which is contributing to the PDO. The goals at the net front are 6-2 at 5-on-5 through the first two games of the series. Yeah, and, you know, obviously with Carolina, they have one of the best sort of defense pairs in the league in Jacob Slavin and Brent Burns, who have just been, you know, the fact that they're winning their matchups in such high leverage minutes, it's it's really, it's, it's creating success. Yeah, that's a great point. So Jacob Slavin and Brent Burns, two of, like, I mean, Jacob Slavin's probably one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. Mm-hmm. He is dominating the Hughes line. The Hughes line is getting outscored, like, three nothing in this series right now and they are getting absolutely killed when Slavin and Burns are on the ice so Lindy Ruff in a home ice situation has to find a way to get the Hughes line against Pesci and Shea who have had less success stopping Hughes and so if if the Devils are going to get back in this it's going to hinge on Jack Hughes getting away from Slavin and Burns because they are just absolutely dominating the matchups The other problem that the Devils are having is their bottom six is being badly outplayed Mm -hmm. by Carolina's bottom six. You're looking at Jordan Martinuk, Jesper Foss, Jesse Pugliarvi. They're outplaying guys like Miles Wood and Jesper Boquist and um, Dawson Mercer's getting badly outplayed. Like this is these are things that that are really big difference makers, especially if your big guns are getting stopped by Carolina's defense. Absolutely. Now, you know, unfortunately, it seems like, you know, after being one of the the stories of the first round, it seems like the clock has struck midnight on Akira Schmid. Uh, and he's he's gone from, you know, a beautiful chariot back into a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, I, the uh, the bells are ringing. The glass slipper has been mm-hmm. left on the staircase. Um, I don't think that it all falls on him, but he saved four and a half goals above expected in the first round series. He's minus two and a half right now in the first two games of this not year. That is not going to cut it. And especially when Carolina is getting good goaltending from Frederick Anderson. Um, that's just something that that isn't going to work. And now he is a young goalie. Um, Vitek Vanacek is minus 2.3 goals saved above expected. So that's not going to do anything. Um, it's it's They're in a tough spot right now. They're going to need probably to steal a game. and And they're just kind of not there right now. Absolutely. All right. Let's do our favorite, our favorite little segment on here. It's shot props. Let's do any, any shot props for this game. Yeah, I've got two. Um, we're going back to Brent Burns. He's been consistent for me all playoffs long. I love it over three and a half shots. There's no reason not to take it. And then for me, I think that Jack Hughes is still going to struggle to get away from Slavin and Burns because Rod Brindamore is one of the best coaches in the league. I'm taking him under three and a half shots in this game. I do believe he has an impact though. I could see him getting a point. Very cool. All right, let's go on to the final game on the slate today. It's Dallas and Seattle. Who would have thought um, that that you know that it, it would have been at least this this tight for Seattle? But when you look down into the numbers, uh, who would have thought the Seattle even got here in the first place? When you look down to the numbers, though, uh, Dallas is kind of sort of ragdolling them at five on five with expected goals. Yeah, they're Dallas is uh, they have found their way. I think that that first game where Joe Pavelski scored a bunch and and they didn't win um, was a little bit fluky because Dallas is just absolutely running Seattle's show right now. Like we just finished talking about the Devils and Carolina kind of being dominant over them. The five on five expected goals for percentage in this series is 63 to 38 in favor of Dallas. Like Philip Grubauer is keeping them in this series. Otherwise it would be two nothing pretty handedly right now. Um, and Dallas is the better team. We, nobody expected Seattle to come out of that first round. Their depth really helped them. But 
now you've got Dallas and they've got Wyatt Johnson on their third line. And, and that's, that's kind of a problem. So expected goals four is super lopsided, but the Corsi and the Fenwick. So just the shot attempts are actually very even. So the difference is Dallas is getting far better scoring chances. The, the shots that they're generating are far more dangerous. They're in the middle of the ice at the net front. They're off of rebounds. And, and those are things that are going to contribute to the um, the lopsidedness of the expected goals. Absolutely. All right. Well, Rachel, let's do uh, let's talk about the money line here. Let's start. Let's round it out here with some some final betting props uh, before we let everyone enjoy this lovely day of playoff hockey. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Dallas money line, even though Seattle's at home. And here's why. So a couple of the things I look for are scoring chances. How many? What are the quality um, kind of the depth at both ends? Like, what are the differences in this series? Dallas has more than double the high danger chances at five on five that Seattle does. That should be seriously concerning for the Kraken because Mm -hmm. you don't want to be getting the high danger chances and giving them up because Philip Grubauer could also turn into a pumpkin at any given time. I'm surprised he hasn't already. Exactly. The other thing is not only is Dallas getting double the high danger chances, they are winning the battles at the net front at both ends. So at the defensive end, Dallas is able to push this Kraken players out they're not getting a lot of rebound chances and then in the offensive end their guys are winning the battles to pucks their guys are getting sticks on pucks at the net front their guys are out muscling and getting those loose puck recoveries and getting the puck back to the net so for me I think that's going to be a major difference I am going to take Dallas on the money line tonight so Mm -hmm. that's kind of that actually is probably my best bet of the night and any point props here yeah I mean are we how can we not take Joe Pavelski at this point um, four goals in game one it's he's kind of he's not to the extent that Leon Dreisaitl is automatic but he's been playing really well since he's come back he's in a scoring role Jason Robertson has been creating and so for me I think they kind of create this this nice little um, pocket of production with all the focus being on Jason Robertson and it rightfully should be and Rupa Hintz who was leading the playoffs and scoring after the first round I think you look at Joe Pavelski, he's going to have some value on his point prop. Um, if you want to parlay them, I do think Rupa Hens gets a point tonight as well. So for me, those are the prop point, uh, the player props I'm going for. I'm also going to take Jake Ottinger over saves. I think at home, Seattle is going to be revved up. They're getting a lot of scoring like shots, but they're not actually scoring their, their pucks from the outside, and, and those are easy for Ottinger. So I'm going to take Ottinger on the over on the saves. Fantastic. All right. Well, everyone, enjoy a lovely day of playoff hockey. Please bet responsibly. Um, and we will be back uh, you know, in the coming week to get you set for another great slate of second round action.